thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 90 Then hate me when thou wilt, if ever, now, now, while the world is bent by my deeds to cross, join with the spite of fortune, make me bow, and do not drop in for an after-loss. Ah, do not, when my heart hath scraped this sorrow, come in the rearward and conquered throe. Give not a windy night a rainy morrow, to linger out a purposed overthrow. If thou wilt leave me, do not leave me last, when other petty griefs have done their spite, but in the onset come, so shall I taste at first the very worst of fortune's might, and other strains of woe, which now seem woe, compared with the loss of thee, will not seem so. That was Sonnet 90-ish of Shakespeare's Sonnets. Uh, <laughs> I'm Mark Chesley and I, um, I, uh, you're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. I'm always here and I'm joined by the other person who is always here who is... Just just constantly Thierry Hayless. There we go. <laughs> I, I was really looking forward to read that and, and I know I messed up a couple of the lines and I, I really upset myself. It's fine. No one, no one noticed. No one, no one noticed. No, no. It's an awesome... It's another awesome sonnet. Bill, Bill is on a good run with these sonnets at the moment it's yeah it kind of continues with the same um theme as the previous one i thought yes yeah it's it's, it's very immediate much immediate well not conclusion continuation but i think this one has more fire in it 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 flows more easily or not not more, more easily it just it's quicker yes and actually that, that's something i was i was going to mention um the the sonnets even though they're the same length have varying lengths. That doesn't make sense, does it? Wait, what? They're the same length. There's the same number of syllables and the same number of, of lines and the same and roughly the same number of words because you've got to fit the words to the syllables, obviously. But you come across some sonnets which you whiz through because there's a pace to them. And then you get other sonnets that seem to take like half an hour to recite. It's really quite fascinating, the control that Shakespeare has over the language to, to change the pace. Well, it's you can slow languages. Down. There's there's sonnets where he has several words starting with th in one line. <laughs> that it and, and just s's or just complicated sounds where your mouth just has to move more than just pronouncing an h or a, a w. Yes. Whereas uh, this one, this one's very. I I want to read this one more and more. I just I love it and I love the the, the feeling behind this one, which is. Well, it seems to be Shakespeare's going at the moment, the whole world is against me. And Shakespeare feels like the whole world is against him. And what he's saying, or it seems to me what he's saying is to the youth, that if you are considering leaving me, which you probably are because Shakespeare's in a bit of a funky teen angsty mood at the moment, he's going, everyone hates me, you'll leave me eventually. He's saying, leave me first, because you, you leaving me by far is the worst thing that can happen to me. And I want to get that done and over with. I don't want that to be the kick when I'm already down. That's yeah, I, I, it's such a yeah. It's it's very it's a very obvious metaphor, I guess, nowadays. And, and it's that kicking in when he's down. But I quite liked a phrase: "Give not a windy night a rainy morrow," which is a far nicer way than saying "Don't kick me when I'm down." I, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. going to use that. Don't give a wait or a windy night a rainy morrow. It's much better, much better use of English. 
Just I like the word moro. It's a shame we don't use that anymore. Yeah. Why do we feel it needs the word two at the front of it? Well, moro just literally means morning. Okay. And then tomorrow, I guess, means the whole you, day. You bid someone a good tomorrow instead of a good, just saying good morning. Uh, yes, that's true. You don't, you don't bid someone a good tomorrow. Yeah. It's, oh, it's a lovely, um, it is a very lovely word. Uh, and, and I quite like, come in the rearward of a conquered foe, a uh, conquered woe. Come in the rearward of a conquered woe. It's quite a nice phrase as well. I, it's just so much of this sonnet is, is just wonderful plays on words that, that I, I love it. And I'm talking too much. Sorry, you that's, talk that's now. That's fine. No, I just, I was just looking at a few lines uh, up from uh, the, the, the fourth line. And do not drop in for an after loss, which which I found quite a nice expression. Yes, see that's another just, one. That's... Just... Yeah, the... I've, I've already lost, so so please don't just leave it at that. Just go. Yeah, don't don't wait for everything else to leave me, and then you leave me. Don't drop in for an after loss. I, well, why why have some Shakespeare phrases really kind of taken on and these ones this is a wonderful sonnet full of some amazing phrasings I guess they're not the quickest phrases to say yeah but they are beautiful it's, too, it's, it's beautiful but it's too complicated yeah that's probably it we need to raise the average IQ and then bring that's, back that's going to be hard I mean the average IQ is 90 to 110 which is well, the, the average is a hundred. That's what a hundred well, means. That is the average, but people kind of the, the large majority of people. Majority what? of people are between ninety and one hundred and ten. Yeah, which is which is very very low. It is, yeah. And when you think of it, it it's a it's a uh, geometric average. Uh, but anyway, it, it means that it's kind of the middle point, roughly. So yeah. about half the population is below average intelligence. And then you start thinking, wow, that's... Wow. It explains a lot, though. It, it does, unfortunately. But it's not good. It's not a blessing. No. Oh. No, but the only way you can is education. Yeah, we need... To, I, yeah, I, it boggles my mind that, <coughs> that, that teachers aren't paid well. It, it seems utterly... Not in this country, at least. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it seems utterly bizarre that that someone who is in charge of educating the next generation that isn't a sought after position, that isn't a well paid position. It's a really bizarre idea that you are responsible for it. the kids, so we're not going to pay you much. Is but it's different in Luxembourg, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I just I I I, uh, I retweeted a uh, on on a different account, but I retweeted a post from uh, Quartz dot com earlier. Where they, uh, like Luxembourg's teachers, make twice as much as Americans. They get about one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars a year. Wow. Which, yeah. That see, that's yeah. It makes it a desirable job. It's it's a very desirable job. There there are a lot of people. There's so many of my friends are teachers now, and it just, it it's it's kind of a go-to profession. And it, it, but it brings in, I guess, a different set of problems if you have you have them people going into it for the money. Which yeah, isn't yeah, necessarily a bad that, thing, but, it's, but it is very hard to get in there because you you can't you have to have an MA or an MSc at least. Wow! When you come back, and then you that that doesn't give you the right to be a teacher. Then you have to go back to university there in the country, and you get trained for two years, and you have to write exams, 
and then you have a practical exam and you have to hand in another dissertation at the end of those two years and if you pass that then you can be a teacher wow see that's what we need that's and and if you fail then i think you can you can try the practical exam i think twice unless there's like exceptional circumstances like someone like the mom died the day before kind of thing but if if you if you fail then you're uh, there's there's no corresponding word in english for it but you it just basically means you 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 lose the right to that profession you can never try again <laughs> it's like becoming bankrupt and being an accountant you can't you can't do the two yeah, things yeah you just you that's... can never no no teaching at all you're just done that's what i find i mean doctors nurses teachers police firemen those kind of jobs public service jobs should be paid huge amounts of money that's where we want people to be yeah yeah damn it how did we get onto that from from sonnet 90 that seems um, like a very edu- odd a low iq low iq and oh Education. the phrasing the the, the reason phrases. we don't use these wonderful phrases is obviously it's low iq the, the population is is stupid obviously none of our listeners stupid people wouldn't listen to a shakespeare sonnets podcast no 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 no. no and, and definitely wouldn't listen to me and you ramble on about <laughs> luxembourgish education techniques um yeah very good but but good but good 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 well done good talk <laughs> i i nice it's the political rant of 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 today yeah we've done we've done well we're doing well i think and and yeah i love this sonnet i really i i can't find words to to just express how much i love this idea of of leave me now not later you're it, it's giving the fair youth power again so i kind of feel sad for bill shaky a little bit because he keeps falling into that trap of giving the fair youth all his power but <laughs> i'm sounding like you know that kind of um taking control of your wind is that was that it from friends taking taking back my wind um, sounds vaguely familiar but but it sounds a bit self-motivational but shakespeare is essentially in every one of these sites giving all the power to the fair youth every 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 uh compliment he pays the fair youth is so over the top and and reflection is such a taken away from Shakespeare it's a your beauty is so great I can't write about it your beauty is eternal and I'm only writing a shadow of it on the wall and you are so important to me that there is no greater pain that I can experience than you leaving me it's all giving up power to the fair youth and he always does it he he always falls into that trap yeah but I, I I guess at this point now, there there is no way of getting that power back. You they are at the the separation point. There is no, yes, it, the separation needs to be that bad. So Shakespeare, 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 yeah. Billy, Billy can get better after the separation. Whether that will happen or not, we'll see. Or if there will be a separation or not. Yeah, but but the separate the, the actual separation needs to be this crushing. You you it's kind of that you need to hit the ground to get yourself back up again. Because it wouldn't work now if if in this sonnet he just said, "Fine, I don't care, leave me, I'll be yeah. okay." It it wouldn't fit. Yeah, because he wouldn't be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, there, there would never. The, the, you you kind of need that other person to cause you that amount of pain, so you just the the pain has to be bigger than your love or your 
conceit of power or whatever it is. Which is interesting because it's, it's a common theme actually in in Shakespeare's work that 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 love being so powerful that one person can't survive without the other. I mean, Romeo and Juliet. You've got you have um, in uh, Hamlet. You've got Ophelia. Yeah. Uh, who who literally goes bonkers and kills herself because she can't bear to be without um, her her love. Um, it's it's quite a focus of Shakespeare. That, but I don't know how how real it is. It's a very cinematic, if if you forgive the modern word, idea of love. I mean, I I have my other half. I've got a, a husband, and and Thierry's now got another half. He's moved on from being cynical, like he was at the beginning sonnets, and that person leaving would be devastating. But I can imagine worse things happening in the world. Or is that just me? I mean, I don't. I mean, I, I, I nuclear fallout would, would be worse than than losing yeah, your other half kind of thing. But that's kind of what I'm talking it's about. That, it's that kind of individual. Just because I'm hungry, and and I know that there are starving children in Africa, doesn't make my hunger less of a discomfort. No, that's true. It's it's, it's a very egoistic sort of world view but just just because people in Egypt are being killed right now doesn't mean that I would feel a greater pain about my other half leaving than than I do about those innocent civilians being shot that's a good point okay no I I I I I mean on a purely rational level I know that in the grand scheme of things the horrors in Egypt right now are far bigger than than, than me being alone Yes, but, but, but one of them has more. My, of... But that's not what. Yeah, more an immediate effect, and it's not what my my hormones and and the chemicals in my brain would would, would tell me if it happened. Yes. Okay, I concede that point. You you've convinced me of that. That's that's good arguing. You can do your victory lap. <laughs> <laughs> he very nearly pulled his t-shirt over his head like they do in football. Then it was very very just, weird. Just, just, I have my headphones on and the mic in front of me. Yeah. It it wouldn't be easy to do. It w- it wouldn't work very well. But yeah, I yeah, it's, yeah I I we've had a good discussion with this on it. I I like this on it. We stayed on track. We have to mention Tom Cruise and Minority Report just just to be off track. <laughs> we need a tangent. Why why is it always Tom Cruise and Minority Report? It, it, I don't know. I can't remember. There was an episode in the what twenties. We were talking, where, where we talking about precogs and, yeah. and precognition, and that's that's why it came about. And, and that useless <laughs> movie, um, which which. Yeah. Rubbish. Anyway, I <laughs> I think you should read us out for this one. I'll read us out. Sonnet ninety. Then hate me when thou wilt, if ever now, now while the world is bent, my deeds to cross. Join with the spider fortune, make me bow, and do not drop in for an after loss. Ah, do not, when my heart hath escaped this sorrow, come in the rearward of a conquered hoe. Give me the boom, boom, boom. You skipped a whole line there. What line did I skip? Did you not? You, you, you said, uh, escape this sorrow, give not, didn't you? Or did I, I just black I said, out? Come in the rear wars of a conquered world. Oh, maybe. Give... Maybe I blacked out for a second. I'm very tired. Give not a windy night, a rainy morrow, to linger out a purposed overthrow. 
If thou wilt leave me, do not leave me last, when other petty griefs have done their spite, but in the onset come, so shall I taste at first the very worst of fortune's might, and other strains of woe, which now seem woe, compared with loss of thee, will not seem so. That was excellent. Well done, Thierry. There's was... a lot of woe in this. There is a lot of woe. Bless poor, poor teen angsty Bill Shakey. Um, that was Sonnet 90 of Shakespeare's Sonnets. Uh, I have been Mark Chansley, and you can follow me on Twitter at inearent. And I've been Terry Healers, and you can follow me on Twitter at Sound of Seagulls. And we will see you next time for Sonnet 91. Getting close to the big hundred. It's oh, amazing. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. You've been listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. This has been an in-ear entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about in-ear entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.